This is the perfect uh, example of mine and Jeffrey's relationship. It was Nashville last year, Nashville <laughs> Nashville race weekend. I guess the race was Sunday. It had rained and delayed the finish of the race. My wife was in town with me, and I had planned to stay in town after the race and go home in the morning. I'm calling Amy, and I'm like, man, I, uh, I'm i going to get there when I get there. Rain delay, rain delay. So I ended up getting to Broadway like 1 or 12 o'clock midnight. We drank some beers and had a great time. We come out of the bar at about 1, 1.30, <laughs> and I run into Jeffrey. <laughs> and Jeffrey's happy to see me, and I'm happy to see him. But we're meeting at the end of the night. Not <laughs> Damn it, for once, I wish we could meet earlier in the yeah. night. You know, Because I would have loved to have spent that those, even those two hours yeah, in Nashville yeah. with you. Hey, everybody, it's Dale Jr. back again for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download on this Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. I'm sitting here at the table. I'm not with Mike Davis today. Mike is under the weather this week and um, trying to get well so he can get back into the studio. But Kelly Earnhardt, my sister, is going to join me in the Bojangles studio. Kelly, we're going to have guest Jeffrey Earnhardt on, and I thought you were a great person to come in here and help me have this interview. Jeffrey's been on the show before, but hey, you know the family pretty well. You know Jeffrey, and maybe we can uh, we can dig up some new information. All right, I'm ready. I uh, Yeah, yesterday I finally had to ask you, were you asking me to be on here? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was talking about his guest and Mike being sick, and I'm like, hey, are you asking me to be the co-host? Because I'm ready. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, Jeffrey, uh, you know, he's got a lot going on in his life, and we're always kind of curious as to where, where he's at and what his plans are. And um, so we'll get to talk to him today. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, you're surrounded by all these diecasts. Um, we've got we've got uh, some new one ones missing. on the table. Yeah, which one's missing? Mine. Where is it? <laughs> Did we have it up here? I don't know. <laughs> well, we got Lionel's uh, supporting us this year, and we're thankful for that. And uh, so you'll see some new diecasts pop up on the table from time to time. I actually got a new one given to me. Uh, uh, Neil Bonnet. So, so fans now bring me diecasts to the racetrack, and they hand me uh, some cool stuff. I got an autograph Neil Bonnet. Winners, I, think I might have saw that. Holler. Yeah, it's yeah, really cool. It's very cool. Yeah. yeah. And there's another one on the table right here. This the, uh, fan did a damaged race, damaged uh, uh, version of a car I raced at Martinsville where I miss, I'm missing my <laughs> fender and I finished in the top five. One of my fun, one of the funnest races I can remember having at Martinsville. Oh, yeah, I see that from here. You got um, a little damage on your bumper. Yeah, there. yeah. They do a good, they <laughs> did a detailed job with that. But uh, yeah, we're thankful for Lionel, especially some of the next gen cars. Got Joe Logano's up there and. Austin Sendrick, oh, yeah, Daytona, Daytona cool. 500 winner. I haven't seen the big 124th next gen. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. Looks so, um, yeah, and, and uh, the one thing, too, man, a new tool coming for the late model stock car. I'm staring right at an old tool of the of the Sundrop car right now, and I cannot wait to see this new version for the late model stock cars. And uh, a lot of people are going to have fun making customs of that. They take it and sandblast it and create something of their, of their own. Maybe they got a family member or whatever. But anyways, um, we're looking forward to uh, getting uh, – Jeffrey in the room, he's definitely an ally for us. We want to thank Ally for supporting the guest segment of this show. They bring us all our guests every single week. Ally is doing great things in this sport. If you missed the commercial spot that they ran in the Daytona 500, I don't know how you did, but you can find that on all of our social handles. We worked on that together with Alex Bowman, 
Uh, and I was really, really proud to be asked to be a part of that and really happy with the final product. Ally, again, doing great things in our sport. So why don't we go ahead and get started, get Jeffrey in here. Here he comes. Jeffrey, thanks for coming. Yeah. What you definitely. been doing? Uh, I've been busy just yeah. getting ready for race season. It's uh, been a crazy couple months, but it's been uh, it's been fun. Where'd you come from this morning? Uh, my house. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. How far do you live from me? Uh, from you, like a stone's throw away. Really? Yeah. Hey. Not too far. Right through. Yeah. All right. So, um, uh, what? Who are you driving for this year? Uh, run for Alpha Prime Racing this year. Uh, made this switch. How did that deal come together? Well, we, uh, we're trying to look at, you know, whether we re-sign with Sam, obviously, you know, they had some good stuff going over there and we had some good runs mm-hmm. last year and really, uh, no, no complaints with, with that whole deal. And, uh, then we got to looking at Alpha Prime and how they, you know, uh, ran at the end of the year last year with Stephen Parsons. They, they had some really strong runs. So just, uh, started weighing our odds out and I really wanted to compete full season and, and do something where I can gain some momentum and, um, you know, I saw the strengths that they had and thought, you know, well, let's see what, what they had going on. And, uh, you know, Tommy and Caesar, they've, uh, they've talked to me about coming to drive for them before. And I was like, man, I don't know, you know, they were a young team, you know, getting going. And like I said, the biggest decision maker was seeing the success they had at the end of the year last year. So, um, we made the, the, the decision to go, uh, back, uh, to a Chevrolet and, and, and go racing with those guys. Yeah, that's right. I guess you did change manufactured. You'd had built some equity with, with Toyota and, and, um, I know that that was important to you. So that was probably a tough decision to, to make that change. Yeah. I mean, you know, Toyota has been super good to me and, you know, giving me some time and stuff, uh, even at times when they didn't have to. So, uh, I was always very thankful for that, and um, you know they they've they've done right by me, and you know it is tough, but you know at the same time, full season racing was was a big part to to switching you know to the team I went with. So. Yeah, that was the deal. So with with uh, to stay where you were, you was going to have to do part time again, and this was a chance to race every week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how how did that come about? You know, to be able to do something full time. I know that you work really hard on your sponsors. I was calculating the years <laughs> of of how long you've been doing this, and it's you know it's kind of hard to believe that you've been at this for yourself for seventeen years. You know, trying to make it um, and and get to the point where you can run full time with a competitive race team. Yeah. No. I mean, it's uh, it, you know, as y'all know, it's tough to find sponsors these days, and um i've been blessed to be partnered with the Fervalon guys they've been a supporter of mine for three years now and uh just been amazing people uh amazing part of my life my career and um and just been i mean they, they work just as hard as i do to try and find more sponsorship so uh dale and brian carmody the two owners they've been uh been just amazing and and i can't thank them enough because they've been a big part to a lot of the sponsors that we brought in on top of what we've already got from them so um yeah very fortunate and and blessed to be able to go and compete full season this year and it's as y'all know all thanks to the sponsors that we have behind us what is forever long so they do uh synthetic turf um they are the mercedes Benz of turf they know they got uh it's a little bit more expensive but it's a much better quality product and um they got everything from you know your normal landscape grass stuff that looks just like normal grass to your putting greens to canine grass stuff that 
you know, your dogs can go use the bathroom on. It's going to drain through and and uh, and clean up nice. So yeah. it's uh, amazing people, amazing product. They uh, they're doing a lot of football fields now. Um, announced a deal with the Cleveland Browns. Wow. So um, I don't know that they're doing the actual field that they're working on, but they're partnered with them and doing a lot of stuff. The official turf of the NFL Hall of Fame um, Village and. Um, they they just got a lot going on. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm excited to be a part of uh, what they got going. So 33 years old, man. Um, what is a typical day like <laughs> when you're not at the racetrack? Um, it depends. Uh, what what type of year? What time of year is it? If it's Newland season, <laughs> I might might be out in the What's water. Newland. Yeah, we've talked about that. You were on her. You were on our show in 2019. You're still into the Newland. Yeah. Right. And yeah. what what is the Newland season? Uh, typically runs uh made uh the beginning of august and noodling is reaching down in the mud and pulling a catfish <laughs> out of a hole or something yeah yeah we uh we simulate basically the traditional way is a hole in the bank um that's the way it all got started but catfish uh will spawn they, they their eggs can't see uv rays so they have to spawn under a structure in a hole something like that so um you know stumps banks uh boat ramps and yeah. we simulate we build boxes so a four foot by three foot box so the, where you noodle oh, you're, you're already noodling out of a box yeah yep yeah so, so, so it's a, so it's yeah we, we're basically <laughs> you know simulating a, a structure that they yeah. would they would typically go in and um it, it's just easier that way you know people aren't fishing a hole you know and then you're trying to go in there behind them not knowing whether they had fished it or not so and your arm gets tore up how does that happen? Yeah. Um, so they got like sandpaper teeth. It don't. And, uh, it don't hurt too bad. No. no yeah. I mean, it takes. You might bleed a little, but you might just you know. Skin <laughs> I saw the some of those pictures. Do you need to be? I know. I, I don't. Yeah. Know. I guess it's, it's like not a lot. Yeah. I, I still got all my fingers. What about so I guess the, that's a good thing. Uh, what about the amoebas? Yeah. Uh, in the water. The, uh, so, yeah. You ain't worried about that. Keep keep a bottle of hydrogen <laughs> hydrogen peroxide on the boat. Spray yeah. it down. What do you do with the fish when you pull it out? Um. You know, if we're wanting to cook some up, we'll keep some. Um, but most of the time, we'll just we'll tag them. We'll put a little zip tie on their dorsal fin. That way, we know if we've caught it before and turn it back. Yeah, it's pretty cool to you know catch one you've caught you know yeah, a couple years past. Yeah, it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, if it's not noodling season, uh, you know, normally shot at the shop. You know, first thing in the mornings and uh, you know, sponsor calls, meetings. That 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 game never stops. So you still. You still heavy in working out and and staying fit. I mean, I you know I've seen a lot over the years. You post in social media uh, hard these hard tough <laughs> workouts. And is that something that kind of comes and goes depending on your busy schedule, or is this something that's important to you to do all the time? Yeah, I mean it's hard to keep a routine in a, a busy traveling schedule. Um, I've probably been a little slack on on the workout side of things recently, just because we've been so busy with a lot of meetings, uh, trade shows, yeah. stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know, as much as some people don't want to think driving a race car is tough and it's a sport, you know, it, it is, and and you can't be a slouch. And you see guys getting even more competitive with the way they prepare and and try to be physically fit for these races. So yeah. uh, I'm getting up there in age, so I got I got to I got to stay on top of my game and, 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 and compete against all these young guys. So uh, it. How did Daytona go this past weekend? Oof. Um, you know, I thought as a whole it, it was a it was a good weekend. You know, we we had a plan and and we were executing on on everything we wanted to do. You know, our plan was to go down there. Uh, you know, we 
did everything in practice we wanted to, a couple of single car runs, and then got you know behind uh, the Jordan Anderson team cars and and got a little bit of a you know idea of where we were draft, but obviously not a true idea. And so at the start of the race, you know, we qualified. I can't remember twenty something, twenty mm-hmm. fourth or something like that. But uh, the win was playing with everybody's lap there in qualifying. You know Big how important time. that is, yeah. and um, I think we might have got a little bit of a bad win because we thought we were a little bit better than that from the previous day's runs. Um, but yeah, started the race and got up in there and uh, got a good idea of what we had handling wise, uh, and then decided we were going to ride and take care of our stuff and try and play it safe. Um, and we we did, and we took care of our stuff the whole race, and then decided to go run hard right there at the end. And we were sitting tenth, and I saw all y'all's cars up there in the front, and I was like, "Well, the, you know, that's you got the twenty one, and then all the JRM cars." I was like, "They're gonna be smart here. We're gonna log laps, and then we'll race the last couple laps." And like you always do, everybody fights for everything. And Parker uh, Parker tried to do a move that works when it's executed properly, and he cleared himself and stuffed us in the fence, cut right front down, ruined our day. But it's uh sucks. I, I don't want to say it's part of it, but it, <laughs> yeah. it is, you know. Yeah. So at part that track, it is. I think. Yeah. So when everybody goes to the top of the racetrack like that, you can, um, if you want, side draft uh, the car on the outside, try to drag them back, create a hole in front of them, and and leapfrog one car at a time. And he was trying to do that and was not even close to having you cleared, but drove up the racetrack and doored you <clears throat> into the wall. And uh, I think, um, you know, judging by the pu- public opinion, it was it was a unanimous that, that, you know, that was a mistake that he made. Uh, you talked to him after the race. What was the conversation like? Um, I mean, I would have liked it to go a little better, you know, just uh, <laughs> didn't seem like there was much respect there. And that's, that's unfortunate, you know, uh, you know, I try to be as respectful as I can to guys on the track and race them the way they race me. And, um, you know, we all, we all screw up, we all make yeah. mistakes, but, you know, at least be somewhat apologetic after he didn't own it. He, I mean, he, he didn't even know he stuffed us in the fence to start with. Well, that's what I was thinking. It's kind of hard at the racetrack. I mean, these guys aren't seeing replays. They're not seeing what's happened. You're obviously going to think that you're making the right move. He's obviously going to think he's making the right move. And so, like, is that really the time, you know? is it, Or is it something that you can follow up on to see if, you know? Yeah. I don't I mean, know. You you may be been in that situation before. I just like I seeing Parker tough. sweat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, he, I know Parker, and we're pretty good buds. Um, but I like, he was, he only made a mistake and I was like, yeah. oh yeah, Jeffrey's going to make him nervous. I just feel like, feel like from the race and like you're coming in the garage, you don't really feel like you made any mistakes if yeah. you're the driver at that point, you know, you, you're doing what you can, you're doing what you, uh, can try to do to win the race or put yourself in position to race. Yeah. So I don't think that anybody really probably thinks they made a mistake at that point. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. No, man. Like when I, like he didn't, he didn't know. So I walked him over to the car, showed him where the left yeah. front was caved in. And he was like, oh, guess I did. Yeah. So may, he might could have been a little more uh, respectful more about empathetic. his responses. Yeah. 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 yeah I, agree, I agree. Yeah. I understand that. Um, man, that does, it does get annoying when they, they like, they're like, oh, all right. Oh, yeah. well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just, this I is mean, the way it went. you know, we're a small team. We're, yeah. You're working hard to to get those those good finishes and you know when someone doesn't seem to care that they ruined your day it kind of 
you know, push it off a little yeah. bit. But Yeah, and that's a track that, uh, you know, the playing field's kind of leveled in terms of what you can accomplish, you know. You, got, so, you change your tire, you come back out. Where, where, yeah. How'd the rest of the race go? I didn't get it. Yeah, to see. we uh, just sat there, stuck a lap down yeah. at the end. Got you. Yeah. Did you get across the line in one piece? Yeah. That's all yeah. that matters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, I know where your shop is. You know where our shop We're right next. We're neighbors. The you know that? oh on the their old shop yeah oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Late model shop yeah. yeah yeah are y'all that's where y'all are right? yeah so well they have they, two yeah, yeah they, oh you got they, two now yeah they just acquired another building right up there next to Padula so that's gonna right be like the, the yeah right around the corner mm-hmm. but okay so the heavy fab sh- shop stuff will go on in in uh the building next to y'all's late model shop yep. and then all the final setup stuff will where be up you're top. where you're hanging out at yeah is yep. up up front yep. okay well um so. We, you know, we did have you on the show in the past, um, and, you know, now that Kelly's here, I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about, you know, just some of the, some of the dynamics of the family, you know, and, and I think me and you have talked about this a little bit in the past, but, um, I've always, you know, I hardly see you, you know, I don't see you as much, (laughs) I don't see you as much as I'd like. It's funny because we do live next door. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, we don't, I don't think either one of us make as much effort as we should to see each other, but, uh, you know, what, where, I guess, you know, over the past, you know, handful of years, you know, where, where do you feel like you fit in? Where, what, what do you feel like your role or your, your place is in the Earnhardt, like, you know, legacy? Yeah. I mean, you know, I've always tried to, you know, do stuff on my own and, and not have to yeah, rely talk on about people. That. You have this earning earn heart. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So there. I've always wanted to make sure like, you know, I'm here because I've bust my butt to be here, you know, not because I was handed something or given the opportunity. And, um, you know, I felt like I, I did get that when I drove at DEI, you know, as a young kid and I, I didn't, I didn't realize what I had, you know, I didn't appreciate it enough. So moving forward from there, I wanted to make sure, you know, I earned what I got. Yeah, and uh, and I feel like I have. I mean, I've, everyone's like, "Man, like, you know, there could be such an easier route." Like, and I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know for sure that there could be, but you know, yeah. I, I, I want to make sure. You know, at the end of the day, people are always going to say whatever they want, but at the end of the day, I know I bust my butt to get where I am. I, yeah. You know, I got here because I worked hard. You know, I feel like I've proven myself on on the track, off the track, and. uh and deserve to be where I'm at. So it's kind of how I've looked at it. And, and, you know, some say, you know, well, why don't you just go drive for junior? And I'm like, well, if I had, it's that easy, isn't if it? I had the money, you'd probably, <laughs> you know, let me drive for yeah. him. You know, it's, it, it's, it's a business at the end of the day. It's not, you know, Hey, here's a free ride. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I've, I've, I feel like I've always kind of not this, I guess set myself apart from everything just to make sure that I was earning it and, and doing it, you know, doing it my way. Yeah. And, and I feel like that also helps with the pressure of the last name. You know, I know, you know, what Paul Dale did. I know what you did. I know what daddy did, but you know, I'm, I'm doing my own thing. I'm doing, going my path and, and earning it my way. So I guess that's kind of how I've always looked at it. And that's kind of how I've always placed myself, I guess, in the family you know, if, if I go this way and do it strong enough, I'm proving I'm going my own, my own route, doing it my own way. So, yeah. Have you ever given up uh, an opportunity to stay on that path, or has that ever come up where 
you've been forced to kind of make a decision or no or not? As far as it's like, like working on your own or has there been some, an opportunity that's came that could have allowed you maybe to do something easier or better that you. Um, I mean, I don't think necessarily. Or maybe not no. since the DEI I mean, kind of yeah. opportunity. Yeah, not that. really since the DEI yeah. thing. I mean, I, I've, I've got, you know, a couple of great guys that work for me, uh, Nico and Paul. They've, you know, been a big part, you know, moving my career forward and, and just being there to help with a, a lot of the, the things that, you know, we have to battle and sponsorships and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's definitely not just me. You know, I've, yeah. I've got you know, other guys that have made this more probably more possible than i have by my, my myself so um but yeah no i mean we've we've uh just kept at it you know it's not it's not easy you know as much as people want to think it is it's uh it's difficult and it never ends so we just uh just kind of keep doing our own thing and and hope that you know one day it all uh pays off everybody in Everybody in the Xfinity series, even us, lives one year at a time. Yeah. yeah. You don't know what we have no idea what next year looks like. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Until it gets here. And um which is interesting, whereas you have more stability or a little long term a little longer runway in the cup series as to as opposed to what you think you're gonna be doing. I wanna know, you know, what has the last you know, you've had some opportunities to you've been in some very Difficult positions, driving cars that couldn't stay together, wouldn't stay together. You've drove great cars for Gibbs. Um, so you've kind of now, uh, in, a, in a way, been able to see both sides of it. You know, you've been able to see what being with a great team's like. And you know, obviously, well than most, what being with a, with a team that's struggling to get there is like. What have you? I guess what have you learned about yourself in the last couple of years? Is I, I don't want to make assumptions, but when you had the DEI thing happen years and years ago, you you know you like anybody to you know didn't realize what kind of opportunity you had or how to handle that the right way or um, how to make the most of that right. And as I've seen you kind of go through the last probably five or six years, it's like you've evolved as a man, you know, to, to, to minimize those, those mistakes or, or maximize each opportunity. Um, you know, some of the things probably don't end the way you want them to. Some of them are frustrating because they don't, don't, they don't get to the finish line. You have an agreement and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't it doesn't work out the way it was all promised at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ha, ha, what have you done? How have you changed as a person to, you know, not blow up, not not throw, you know, not not stomp your foot, pitch a fit, make a scene? How do you swallow your pride in that moment when something goes wrong, and you got to regroup, you got to rebuild? Yeah, I mean it's tough. You've had to re- <laughs> you've, tough. you've had to rebuild three or four times, oh, yeah. I think, in the last six seven years. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean it's tough. You know when you know you the Gibbs deal, obviously, you know that was looking great, and I thought, man, this is going to turn out to be, you know, this is this is it. This is my break. You know, this is what I've been busting my butt for, and then it fall, falls apart. You know, uh, you know, it's like, man, like that. Yeah, that sucks. Like, but at the end of the day, you lay there and cry about it, or you get up and and get back to work. And 
and that's kind of you know where I've I've looked at it. It's like you know, and it's probably one of the uh, I, I would say even going back to doing the MMA fight, like how hard we work at something to be successful, and you know that was a, even a little more extreme. Yeah. But that was probably one of the biggest character builders that I've had in my my life. Was I would love to. I think that I'm glad you brought that up. You know, and I love talking about that moment in your life, not because I'm impressed that you trained to be an MMA fighter, got in a ring at an actual event and fall and won. That is impressive for anybody. But what that had to have done for you as a person, I, I, just imagine where you would be today had you not went through that. Yeah. Discipline. Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely, I mean, it's, I tell people all the time, like the discipline aspect of that and like the the fact of I mean, I I've never been I've never gotten fights in school. I wrestled, but you know, I never gotten fights and stuff other than me and Bobby fighting, that was about it. You know? <laughs> um but, you know, to go in there not a fighter and, and and do something like that that I just it wasn't me and do it and, and be successful at it was a huge character builder to me and was kinda like, All right, well, you know, this is how hard we got to work to be successful. You know? At what point did you realize that? Because I think sometimes when you do things like that, you don't realize in the moment oh, yeah. of, of what it's doing and affecting you. So at what point did you realize how impactful that was for yeah, you? Yeah, I would say, you know, a couple of days after, I, you know, I mean, I woke up the next morning, I was like, man, I, I did an MMA fight last night. You know, it's like, <laughs> like almost in yeah. disbelief, like, you know, holy cow, I did that, you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, then you sit back and you look at like what all you pulled out of it. Like, yeah, it was great exposure. Yeah. You know, did something one off. Yeah. It was a bucket list checked off. Um, but also like, man, like I just did something that I had no clue about busting my butt for two months, you know, training four hours a day, seven days a week for this fight and, and one. And I was like, man, like this is, this is it. Like this is, this proves like, you know, if you want it, you can go get it. You just got to bust your butt to do it. So that's kind of how I've looked at, you know, my racing career. You know, we get knocked down and, you know, we've been knocked down plenty of times, but we always get back up and we keep fighting. And, uh, you know, it's something, obviously I have a, a huge passion to race. I love it. And I'm, you know, I tell everybody it's an addiction, you know, that we get hooked to that adrenaline rush of just, you know, going out there and being competitive. But, um, you know, if you want it bad enough, you'll figure it out. And, you know, it's, I feel like that's with anything in life. If, if you want it bad enough, there, there's ways to figure it out. You just got to go do it. If you're a diecast fan like me, you know that Lionel Racing, they are the official diecast of NASCAR. Right now, our friends at Lionel are busy working on the 2023 diecast replicas of our favorite Cup Xfinity and Truck Series drivers, along with some of Lionel's most popular diecasts, Raced Wins. To create a Raced Wins diecast, Lionel artists hand draw all the damage, all the scuffs, all those seen on the winning car in Victory Lane on Lionel's diecast template. They even add all the little pieces of confetti. These Raced Wins diecasts capture a moment in time like no other collectible can. They're the next best thing to owning the actual race winning car. Order a Raced Wins diecast now at LionelRacing.com and get free domestic shipping if you use promo code DOWNLOAD23. That's promo code DOWNLOAD23 at LionelRacing.com. So 
So you're at the shop often yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, when are you going to get married? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, That's I thought we were talking about the shop. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking, like yeah. you know, they're, you're 32 years old. Yep. Um, you know, you. Playing the, still, I'm playing the long game like you, you. are. <laughs> he can probably give you some advice on that when yeah. it comes to having kids. It's worked long out. Game. It, yeah. is, it does work out, but it's harder, isn't it? There's some pluses and minuses. <laughs> There's some pluses and minuses. Um, you know, do you think about family? Do you think about having kids? Do you? I know you probably don't spend much time on that during the day. Not yeah. like you know, driving around your car, pop. You know, think think daydreaming about these things, but. Is that like, hey man, I'm gonna get to that eventually one day? Yeah, I, I mean, do, I do want to have that in my life at some point. I feel, I feel like I always say I don't, um, only because like I, you know, I'm I want to chase this racing Just thing hard for forever, yeah. right? And but you've had relationships, yeah, yeah. And I what mean, are relationships like for Jeffrey? Um, difficult. You know, it's it's hard traveling all the what's time. The, what's always been on the, the go. problem? Just tra- the tra- <laughs> the travel, the nonstop. You know uncertainty being of gone. where you're going yeah not being yep. able to be together all the time then yeah. understanding yeah it's it's because like you're going to get up in the morning and leave the house you're not going to come back till when you come back yeah and then you're going to noodle yeah yeah you know? <laughs> and then you're going to go race yeah on the weekend yeah. you might be going you might be going two three weeks and and for me it's like you know i want to put my heart and soul into racing because that's that's my passion yeah and like I there's not, not fair yeah but well this girl's going to come along man and be you've this has happened to you already once yeah where a girl came along and became everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I guess maybe having experienced no you know, knowing how that can you know, how priorities can like flip overnight. Because it's happened it happened to me. Yeah. You know, I, I woke up one day and went, Oh, that's all I care about. Yeah. Is is this this girl I'm dating. Uh and then now everything else is second, third, fourth, fifth, right? <laughs> she went from the bottom to the very top of the list. And you know, I, I wonder. I guess maybe you haven't haven't had that experience, right? At some point in your life, you at least know. All right, the next time I do that, I'm gonna make sure it's the real deal. Yeah, you, I mean, you, I guess I feel like there's a. I guess there's a time for everything, and yeah. when it's meant to be, it'll happen. Yeah. Um, but you know, to you know, it's like it's it's not necessarily fair when you know I'm so focused on racing yeah. like i want i want to be successful at this i want to you know i want to do big things and and it's hard to it's hard to give someone else time you know it's yeah. like when when i mean you know how hard it is to be successful at racing it's it just every day every day yeah, so every day. I, w- I wanted to go back as you were talking about your experience at gibbs and your best finish in the xfinity series with rcr you know with your yeah. second place there mm-hmm. in the three car and um I mean, I think I know the answer because I own Xfinity race teams, but just for kind of the listeners and all, what, you know, because we get that on social media, you know, why don't you do this yeah. for Jeffrey or why don't you do that or whatever, but but what what makes it impossible for an RCR to put you in their car or a Gibbs or a Junior Motorsports or something and, you know, th- those those challenges? Um, I mean, it's money. Ultimately. It's money. Yeah, right, yeah. Five, like five, <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> million dollars, whatever, whatever the number is, you know, it's it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, and you know, I I get it from the sponsor's standpoint. Like that's you're asking them to spend a lot of money to put a sticker on a car. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's more than that, but yeah. you know, it's a uh, it's a big investment for anyone. Yeah. Even if you split it up amongst three people, a race full race season's not cheap. You know, so. 
Yeah, it just comes down to money. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think, you know, it doesn't matter what, you know, big race team you go to or even a small race team. You know, if you don't have money, you know, you can be the best driver out there and, and, and may never get the opportunity. You know, we've seen plenty of guys that probably deserved it more than others, and, and they just never get it. What typically is the reason for a deal not not working out what is what is i mean they're all different i'm sure and 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 we've i mean i've i could think of some of our own experiences um to get the answer to this but for you like what has been the major source of frustration um as far as like when a de- whether you, you close know, a deal or don't or or, deal or just, something not finishing like um, you you talk about the gibbs opportunity you know what are what are, what is what usually is the 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 domino that falls just how, how expensive it is is the biggest thing you know it's People, our sport b- brands maybe get in here thinking yeah I, that's, gr- I can do that great. Yeah. i can do that and they get about three quarters of the way through the season or halfway through the season and go yeah this is a lot yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you know we've seen it with several sponsors yep. come in the sport and do you with with forever <clears throat> long do you do you do you have conversations with them about hey you know, let's, you know, these are some of the st- challenges, yep. you know, that, that you're, you know, let's slow roll this thing. Don't get too, yeah, don't we, get over your skis here. We speak daily. Yeah. I mean, I talk to those guys every single day and uh, it's about, you know, how we find more money, how we find partners of theirs to come in to, you know, offset costs or partner up on this deal and, mm-hmm. and, and make this partnership stronger than what it already is. Um, you know, like I said, they're, they're constantly speaking with companies that they might have relationships with that or happen to have a family member that knows somebody that works at this company. Right. You know, they're pitching pitching sponsors as much as we are. So, um, but yeah, I mean, they, you know, they know where they're at and they know the, how expensive this sport can be. Um, and they're, they're smart, you know, they're, they're, they don't go above their means. Mm -hmm. They know what they can, they can do. They know what, you know they're capable of and we uh we try to maximize it the most we can to make it where you know we can continue to do this for years to come so i know that you drove great race cars before you stepped in uh joe gibbs equipment i know that you've had a good car underneath you before but um when a what about that experience i guess helped you as a driver how so a lot of guys, you know, we I, we would always say like, well, you know, this this a, a young, really really young driver can't become great until he drives a good car. He can't become great driving a car that won't turn, yeah. that has no power, that doesn't do things right. You know, if he's driving a bad race car, he's never going to learn. Yeah. And so, you had a really, you know, that was where you were really, you know, you were in a good car on a more regular basis. How much better of a race car driver did you become during that experience? I mean, a lot. I think I grew a lot in those handful of races mm-hmm. just for the simple fact of knowing what you're looking for. I mean, if you've always been in not so great stuff, you don't know like the right way a car's supposed to drive. So yes. you know, you know what you wanted to do, but you don't know that exact feel, you yep. know, um, until it's under you. Yep. And I think that was probably one of the biggest things for me. Like we went to Atlanta, we ran. I don't know, fifth day, eighth all day long. And uh, I was, you know, I never liked Atlanta before that race. And after that, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they changed it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
you know that's that was one of the harder tracks we went to and wear tires out and yeah everyone except kevin harvick had it you know kevin harvick was the only one that had it figured out it seemed like but uh you know until you get that car that drives the way you know does what you want it to do and and it runs good you you don't really know what you're looking for yeah so i think just the simple fact of you know knowing what what feels good knowing what you know you think a car is supposed to do what the right car is supposed to do um i think that was just a big growing part of yeah. of understanding that feel i guess that was uh, i remember when uh, i had a late model stock car and we raced it for about a year and a half before we ever bumped it did the bump steer on it and so you know basically when you bump steer a car you're making sure the wheels are pointed in the perfect direction when the when the tire travels up and down and so if you don't bump steer a car as it goes into travel the tires are turning you know slightly um but whichever direction you don't know you don't know which way they're going it's either bumping out or or towing out or towing in and I bump steered the car, and man, the first lap on the track, I was like, holy moly, <laughs> this thing is so much better through the center of the corner. And I have to imagine, I mean, like I say, you've not you've not been a, in a bad race car your entire life, yep. but when you did drive the Gibbs car, you probably were like, that light bulb came on, man. You were like, damn, okay, now I know what to ask for. Yeah. You know? And I also wonder, too, you're up there running a, around the guys that run in the top 10 every week, right? Yep. Um. And maybe, maybe that was a good experience in terms of teaching you some how to be aggressive, yeah. but also how to be patient. You know. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, you, know, you go from running twentieth to when you're running twentieth, you're like ten tenths all the time. Yeah, like as hard as you can get. Yeah, right. Yeah, but then when you get that good enough race car, you you can have a, you know dial it back a notch at times. Right, you don't have to be giving it every damn thing you got yeah i mean i think you know and and, you know you got you know justin up there you got guys that have been there for i mean you got young guys up there too but you know you got guys that have experience that you know you can go and race hard against and and be you know they're going to respect you they're going to treat you right on the track so um knowing that you're able to race these guys you know competitive like hard for these these spots and not worry about them, you know, getting loose underneath you or taking you out. And, and it still happens, yeah. but, you know, it happens less often than, you know, the guys in the back, you know, that, you know, may not have the experience that some of these guys do. Yeah. Or, you know, the car's not driving as good. So what's it's more of a handful to hold on to. Do y'all sit down and talk expectations this year? Like, do y'all set, like, any kind of specific goal? Um, I mean, yeah. Like, you know, obviously running a full season, points are, are something we're wa- wanting to watch. And, I guess that's why I was so bummed after the Daytona race because it was a good chance to capitalize on points for a small team to, you know, set that, you know, three-race marker of when the points reset. Like, that could have been a big, big one for us. But, um, you know, like, I'd like to think that we can be right there around the cutoff line. I I don't think that's an easy goal by any means i think i think it's realistic yeah, yeah. but i think it's it's something that we can do if if we race smart all year and 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 race hard and points race i think we can be there do you and know I the think, do you look at uh, so if i was if i was you i might then think okay who are the drivers that are typically at that spot right yep so you're looking at like clements clements sieg yep. Those type of guys, and so those are. Do you when you go to the racetrack? Is that kind of the class that you're comparing yourself to? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we we know we're a, a B team. We're not an A team, yeah. uh, like y'all or 
uh, RCR, Gibbs, but you know, on on certain days we can compete with you know those A team cars when you know we get our stuff right. Like I think we're capable of competing with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think you know you've seen it last year with those guys. They ran shoot inside the top ten and all day at Homestead. You know, you go to some of these tracks where the tires wear out and you know driver can can shine a little bit. It's it's uh, a chance for us to to make strides and and, and race against those guys and collect points. And, and that's what I think in the long term puts you right there at that that cutoff line to be in the playoffs so um and like i said just being smart you know not not tearing cars up bringing cars home uh and 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 making sure you're getting all the points that you can you know when when you can so i think uh for me that's that's the goal is to be right there at that that playoff uh playoff line and 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 try and make the playoffs and, and and you know have a a successful year that builds their program builds me as a driver and uh something that we can move forward with uh for next year who do you spend time with every time i see you every time i see you you're by yourself (laughs) yeah (laughs) um categorize you as a loner yeah yeah, i'm an outcast uh as far as people in our sport nope just anybody. Uh, just your life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, close to you I've seen you life. out at Millbridge some out yeah. there. I was going to ask you about uh, no, Bobby and some Brylan. Yeah. And, and like, are you involved in Brylan's racing or? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I try to go out there and support him as much as I can. I think it's cool to see, you know, these young kids, you know, uh, out there doing their thing, Wyatt out there kicking butt. And, you know, Brylan, my uh, buddy Jason, his son, uh, Braden, Braden races yeah. out there. And uh, I think it's just cool to go out there and hang out. Um, but as far, I mean, I got, you know, my buddy Willie that I go noodling with, uh, he's normally with me. I try not to go by myself just to make sure nothing bad happens, but, um, you, know, you would go the, by yourself. I have. Yeah. <laughs> is it that much fun? Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I would think that this is only fun with yeah. someone else standing there laughing at you. Uh, I mean, it, it is definitely more fun when you got, I mean, who wants to go catch a big fish and not have and someone not there have to, brag about. to tell about yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, my buddy Willie, a uh, bunch of my buddies from high school I still hang out with. Still know a lot of friends from school. Yeah. 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 Where'd you go to school? Mooresville High School. Mooresville. Same place as you. Really? Yeah. For a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I saw a, a soccer picture of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I played one year. It was, a, it, was a, it was an interesting experience. I wasn't very good. My coach liked me, though. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I was going to go back to like uh, memories about dad because I know, you know, you were, we just, hit the 22 year mark yeah. so you were 10-ish and just uh you know maybe some of those memories and and as you think about you know being his grandson in in this day and time you know is there anything that you can take from those times with him or memories yeah i mean i think that probably one of the coolest was when all three of y'all daddy you and papa dale ran at michigan was that just seeing the the excitement and you know how how much it I felt like I mean I was a little kid, so I, you know, I'm just seeing what it meant to everybody to to have y'all three racing against each other. That's probably one of the ones I remember the most. Um, yeah. I thought that was just really cool, and um, the just I remember all the people around taking pictures and stuff of the three of y'all standing there. I thought I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean obviously you know you never you never have enough time with people, and uh, I wish I'd have gotten more time with him than what I did just as I'm sure both of y'all do. And, yeah. uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, around the track, probably that, that was probably the, the coolest thing that I thought, you know, yeah. just getting to see y'all get the chance to race together. 
there was something else that I wanted to ask about. I'm, I'm just curious about this personally. Um, and Carrie Dale was on the show, um, you know, uh, in a big way, just talking about his upbringing and obviously not knowing our dad until he was 16 um, and from being adopted and stuff. And when you guys were born, you and Bobby were born, you were born as Keys, which yep. was Carrie's name at the time. And then, you know, since then, obviously, you've you've changed your name to Earnhardt as Carrie has, which is, is, is good. What... Um, what do you remember about that? Do you remember that process? Because I think you were guys were little kids. Yeah, I mean, and was it a something bit, they did, uh, or did it like what did it? You know, I, I think it it was it would have been maybe like right after, right around like my senior year, maybe. So I was yeah, a little okay. bit older. Okay, yeah, um, okay. But did, you know, I was starting to get into the racing thing, yeah. and you know, uh, you know, Daddy had already changed his name, and. Yeah. So then uh, I don't even remember the conversation or how it came about, about us going and having ours changed as well. Yeah. Did um, y'all, did you and Bobby, your brother, both like eagerly want to go do that? Or was this something you were like, um, well, what does that mean? Why Why are we doing this? What was I, the emotion? I'll, I'll I be guess? honest. Like, I, I don't yeah, I remember. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I remember thinking like, yeah, it'd be cool to, yeah. you know, have the same name as daddy and y'all and i guess that was the thing too like if you're looking at your dad and you don't have the same last name and you're like i want your name yeah right i would feel the same way yeah 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 so that i mean i think that was a lot of it and um did you have any um did you have any kind of uh i guess feelings about like what does that key surname mean to you you know what, yeah. are, what? What kind of emotions were you having about having to put that to bed or 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 change away from that? Right? Yeah. Um. You know, uh, Mama. You know, she remarried to Jack. Yep. And uh, you know, he was. I got to spend. I remember as a kid, spending a lot of time with him and everything. And so I, I know, like I, I don't. I, I don't think it really hurt their feelings having the names changed. Yeah. Um, but I mean, did you have any? Reservations, I guess, about um, that part of it. No, I don't know. I, I, feel like I, I feel like I was just so young. I, just, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I guess it's just not name. young though. But yeah. let me set that up. Yeah, your but, experience with Jack though, yeah. was 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 incredible. Oh, I mean, yeah. I've heard yeah, so many awesome. good things about Jack. Yeah, yeah. I just barely kind of got to meet him a little bit. He's he was working. He managed a Hardee's. Yep. Maybe multiple Hardee's, but I know he managed one in particular that me and Carrie got five hundred dollars from the spot yeah, the, on the hood of our street yep. stock car. And um, I was like, well, that's really cool. You know, <laughs> well, you know, Carrie is really dabbling in this Earnhardt side of his life, right? Yep. He's do- he's diving into what what is Earnhardt? What is Earnhardt about? You know, what, what is, does this mean? Yeah. What, is, what, what is this side of me that I don't know anything about? And I don't know how that must have felt for Jack, right? Yeah. And for Jack to even be supportive of him and something I was doing, too. Uh, I thought said a bunch about his character. Yeah, yeah, he was he was an awesome, awesome man. Yeah, was a lot of fun to be around. He he liked to golf. Um, he'd always go junk junking, like he'd go to the junkyard, picking and carrying. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. buy stuff, take it to the scrapyard. That actually does sound fun. Doing that as a kid's always cool. Walking through a junkyard, picking up old junk parts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I got to know him pretty well because Carrie and I both raced a lot of the same places when we raced late models and Jack, you know, came and helped on the late model. But I was just setting it up for the listeners. Like Jack and Latane is Carrie's parents that he was raised by. So those are the grandparents that you grew up under. And those are your, you know, Easter memories and Christmas memories and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, as far as dad and Teresa was concerned, um, 
I remember Dad not wanting even to be Papa, right? Yeah. Like, he didn't want. Yeah. He, didn't even, he wasn't yeah, ready he for that. He pushed back against. Yeah. You know, yeah. And growing our, up and getting old. Yeah, and our family stuff was more about memos, you know. So we we would go to memos. It wasn't as much about Christmas or Easter or anything like that with Dad and Teresa. And so that part of the grandparent thing is not your typical grandparent yeah. experience from y'all's perspective. And then you had Renee's parents, the Kleins, which is how you got involved in racing. Yep. You know, racing up in in Withful. Um, who were kind of that same type of grandparent, and her dad, Richard, I think Richard, his name, yep, yeah, yep. was kind of that same way, you know, yeah, as he, you were growing up, I remember. Yeah, he Just, he was the one that helped get me to the racetrack when I first started racing up there yeah. um, in Withville, Virginia, and uh, would help me work on the car. I mean, he he was uh, he was the one that, you know, got me, got me to and from the track, helped me, you know, do things which his brothers had raced up there for many years he'd always you know that's i guess what got me into the racing thing was uh him always taking us up there and then i was there one time when they announced they were going to start that class for i think it was 12 to 18 could compete in it and i was 12 years old at the time and i was like man i want to go race and you know daddy wouldn't let me i had to beg him for two years so sounds familiar yeah (laughs) where did you live you lived uh, down lived here, here lived down and here. racing was going to be up there. Yeah. Right. And yep. so you ended up sort of spending. Spend my summers up there. Right. Yeah. 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 And then we'd drive, like if school was going on, we'd drive back and forth. I think that was more so once I started ra- racing late models and stuff. But, um, but yeah, they, that's uh, where I first started was two hours away from here. So. Right. <laughs> It's interesting, man, that you, you know, being, you're in our heart, but you have so many influences. Uh, you know, Jack, you have so many fo- male influences that are not direct lineage of dad, right? Yeah. I mean, I didn't know Ralph, but um, Danny and Randy and all them were influential, but you had like multiple sets of grandparents yeah. in a unique yeah. way um, that, all, that heavily influenced your racing. Yeah, and your life, and where you be, where you where you end up going. Um, I know that there had been times throughout your life where your relationship with with your dad had has been good and and, and difficult, right? How, what what is what it, what is it about you two that makes y'all so hard headed? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're too Being much alike. Heart. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know that I always wondered about why I don't pretend to know very much and Carrie and you both are very private you know about what's going on between you know much what's going on in your lives really yeah you have to really call Carrie up and go hey man where have you been what have you been doing because <laughs> he's not going to come to you yeah. and so like um you know what what is the uh what what is it that what well, I guess what is it that makes you too butt heads or do is it even that you do butt heads what is what kind of relationship is it is it like you know Uh, with carrie i think it's just um being too similar like we you know we we both want to think we're right and reality (laughs) we're both probably wrong (laughs) but does he is does he does he know much about what you know details of your racing and things you're doing no. So he yeah. does he call and go, hey, man, what you got going on? No. I just try to <laughs> – like I said, I, I've always kind of almost outcast myself to do you, all things. You purposely, like, sort of keep everybody at arm's length. Um, I, I wouldn't say purposely. It's just kind of how it all works out. Um, <laughs> Why does it work out that way? <laughs> it's just the way it is. I mean, I, I, like, you, I like to be an independent you person like that, it that wants way. to – 
I mean, I guess, you know, being able to prove that, prove myself, I guess, yeah. more than anything. To you your know. dad? Nah, to everybody. I mean, I think, I think, you know, I mean, I, I guess for myself too. I mean, proving that, yeah, proving to myself that this is, this is. You're more than content, you know, being, yeah. being on your own. Yeah. And and so is it is maybe it, it's the stubbornness. So I, I don't so know. is the <laughs> so is the frustration more from Carrie going, "Hey man, why don't you tell me what you got going on?" And you're just like, "Hey man, I'm busy. I'm doing things." Is it is it is it? Does he get frustrated with you because you're not like, "Hey man, this is what I'm doing. This is what's happening in my life." Yeah, just letting you know, just keeping you up to speed. I think it's a little bit of both. I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, do you wish you heard from him more? I mean, it would be bad, you know. Yeah. But I just, I, yeah. I'm like completely in the dark <laughs> on like on why you two sort of have this sort of, you know, up and down relationship. Yeah. And I've always kind of been curious as to what it, I, you know, I, I, Carrie, everybody loves Carrie. Yeah. Right. Um, but I guess being his son can be coming with his own set of challenges. Yeah. You yeah. I mean, Are you and Bobby close? Yeah. 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 Um, he lives right up the road too. So. Does he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, What's uh, he doing now? Tick closer he, to you than yeah. Uh, yeah. he was racing Xfinity cars a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a car now, alone. Now he's uh. What's he doing? He he sells like high end security cameras. Yeah, he's got an um, awesome job. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's doing really well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously he's got three kids now. You mm -hmm. know, uh, he's got them getting into racing and and trying to keep that. Uh, How often do you talk to him? Uh, probably not as much as I should. You know. But enough. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You and him don't get frustrated with each other. Oh, we do. Oh, you do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you know, in a, I guess, like in an understanding manner, I guess it's like easy he, to get over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think I, my guess is. God, me. I mean, me. Look, me and Kelly, we. We well, can, that's what I was going to say. I think my guess we is... We can spin each other out in a heartbeat. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I got the talk before. <laughs> Yesterday, I got the talk, you know. <laughs> brothers and sisters, you know how we act now. Uh, no, I was just going to get back to kind of the family stuff because I don't want to leave it hanging. But, you know, I think um, from my perspective, it's kind of the same. There are similarities in our family all the way from dad down <laughs> that we've all been through and grown up with. You know, Dell and I grew up with step parents. Um, we grew up with, um, you know, half siblings, siblings. You are in the same, you've been in the same situation. You know, you um, live with your mom. Then uh, you went to live with your dad and Carrie um, had an older sister, then have a younger sister that, that is both them. Then there's you and Bobby and you still have your mom, you know, yeah. over and, you know, so there, there's, you know, there's just dynamics. I know that, um, that play a part, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to use this for him because <laughs> he knows how I feel about this. Um, when is, is just to say that Family don't last forever, and well, he, uh, yeah, he knows that. You know, and uh, so there's. I'm sure there's just things that probably need to be discussed yeah. and aired out at some point. So oh, yeah. whenever the two of y'all feel comfortable, this is <laughs> yeah. This is the perfect uh, example of mine and Jeffrey's relationship. So I think we get along really well. Yeah. I think that you you like me, and I like you, yeah. and um, I think that we would probably enjoy spending any time together wherever we were at, right? But I um. It was Nashville last year, Nashville <laughs> Nashville race weekend. It was Sunday. I guess the race was Sunday. It had rained and delayed the finish of the race. I had 
planned, my wife was in town with me and I had planned to stay in town after the race and go home in the morning. We were going to visit some friends and we were going to go down to Broadway. And so I'm calling Amy and I'm like, man, I, uh, I'm going to get there when I get there. Rain delay, rain delay. So I ended up getting to Broadway like one or 12 o'clock midnight and they're in the bar hanging out, uh, Amy and our friends and we drink some beers and had a great time. We come out of the bar at about one, one thirty, <laughs> and I run into Jeffrey. <laughs> and Jeffrey's How's happy up? to see me, and I'm happy to see him. <laughs> but we are, we are, but we're meeting at the end of the night. Not, <laughs> you know, I wish, like that's been our whole, that's been my whole life uh, uh, around you. Is that damn it? For once, I wish we could meet earlier in yeah. the night. You know, because I would have loved to have spent that, those, even those two hours yeah, in Nashville. Yeah. With you, I guess like I mean I I, I could definitely do better, but always I'm me like, too. I, I know I know you're busy, dude. And I'm me like, too. Man, like, like yeah, I, I don't want to bother him. Like I know, but that one night we went fishing, bow fishing. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was a simple thing, and we haven't never done it since. Yeah. But I had so much fun. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, it was my wife was like, "You got to go." I was like, "Should I go? I, I don't know nothing about that, and it's in the middle of the night." She's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your brother. It's your it's your nephew. Gosh, yes, go." And uh <laughs> I wish we, I, you know, it's, it's. I wish we did that more. I know that's like cliche as hell yeah. to say, but yeah, you know. Well, you said you said on Broadway you'd go Newland, so I did. Yeah, I was drunk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I need to get drunk to go Newland. I'll, I'll bring a cool. I'm gonna tell your ass you right now to stick my arm down in that water and uh, in a box and pulling them things up. I'm gonna have to have a few. Yeah, yeah maybe some high yeah. rock. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure it's nothing but a catfish. <laughs> I, tell, I, tell, I tell everyone all the time. Have you ever pulled anything else out? No. Nope. Besides a catfish? No. Oh, I, God. I check with a cane pole, so I, I know pretty much what's in there Something's before. In there. Yeah. yeah, before you. Is stick there more than one in there? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. We pulled a the biggest one I've ever caught was fifty four pounds, and it was From in there. From where? Uh, high rock. High rock. Yeah. Wow. And it was it was in the same hole with a thirty five pounder. Good lord. So a lot of meat in the box. What'd you do with <laughs> what'd you do with that one? Did you keep Just it? Turn it loose. Turn yeah. it loose. Took oh. a picture, turn it loose. Wow. Fifty four yeah. That's pounds. the one that was on social media. Yeah. 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 Fifty four yeah. pounds. Good lord. Yeah, we've caught some good ones though. What what racetrack are you looking forward to? Man, I'm nerd. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't. Kelly's gonna get mad at me. I'm so damn jealous that you're going to run Fontana this weekend because oh, yeah. I want to run there so bad. <laughs> it's the last time that they're gonna be able to race at that track and that asphalt is the perfect age. Well, I told Kelly. I said I'd really like to run that one, but we couldn't put nothing together. Yeah. We could not put nothing together. Really? So I mean, yeah. I mean, that it's, shows you how I mean, tough it is. It's definitely difficult. But yeah. uh, no, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to going back to Fontana. Uh, we got a really cool paint scheme this weekend. It's a Jesus Revolution oh, yeah, movie. I wanted to ask about that. Tell us about that. So um, I saw the trailer. It looks good. Oh, yeah. it's an incredible movie. You yeah. seen it? Yeah, yeah. You I, got early. I saw early. No. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, is it good? Oh, it's a, it's amazing. Yeah. It's it really was a, a great film. Just uh, the production of it. It's 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 really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Forever Long people have a a big re- relationship with Harvest Church out in Riverside, and they got one in Orange County as well. But um, it's pretty much the movie's pretty much uh the whole Jesus revolution and through Pastor Greg's eyes and Pastor Greg's the pastor out at there at harvest and uh pretty much tells his story of how he saw, you know, all these hippies that were, you know, doing drugs, having sex, drinking alcohol, you know, coming to Christ. So uh you know, we got to talking, Dale and Brian, the owners of Forever Long, like, man, it'd be really cool if we could help promote this movie somehow. So we uh 
we started a donation page. We've raised enough money that we're going to run, uh, I think we're going to run Fontana and Vegas with the Jesus Revolution yeah. paint scheme. I saw the paint scheme. It's pretty cool. Off, awesome. uh, off of purely donations that people from people that really? want to uh, promote this this movie and just and to keep the movie out. on the car yeah yeah so uh really excited about that um you know we had a good run going last year and then we had a battery issue there i think the last caution i think we were running like 10th in the sam hunt car last year it's but, forever long on every car every all year long is it a full deal um you no got any open majority, races? The, the, the majority majority sponsor we're still uh working on selling some sponsorships do you so know how many open, open races you got uh i think we got seven right now okay so Still working to actively sell those races, and um, you know, like you said, it's hard. But That's important to know, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have uh, anyone looking to sponsor. We got room, yeah. <laughs> as I'm sure everyone else does. But yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, would like to get those sold. Obviously, you know, every penny helps, and can build a, a stronger race program. Like you know, lease motors when we can. Uh, Where do y'all get your motors from? ECR. Okay. So we had good good steam down there at uh, at Daytona and. We got a, a lease motor going to Fontana, so that's uh, that's nice. When it's not like a that. lease motor, right? What is it? It's a ECR bought motor. So uh, Alpha Prime, they own they own a couple own. engines themselves. Yeah. yeah, they got quite a few engines that they. And own, it's going to so. be just a little less than the lease. Yeah, I mean the lease is a little more, or? just because it's not went through and yeah, is up to you know, used to you know lease motor be worth you know 12 13 horsepower yeah and now today everything's so up to date and new that it's not as much you're you know you're five six horsepower but you know it, it, it when at this at this level every little every little crumb helps it so, does. Yeah. <laughs> so you, know, you take anything you can get that leads me to ask this question about like as far as and dale asked earlier kind of your goals have do you sit down and kind of have abc races like races that you know that are where you can perform well and where you will really do good and put some of your funding versus, you know, B and C. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We try to look at, you know, all right, where do we typically run good at and, um, sit down as a group, you know, and as I said, forever long is involved in almost every business conversation meeting we have, uh, with my team at GEI. But we say, you know, like Bristol, for example, example, I feel like I typically run pretty well at Bristol. I feel like a lot of drivers say that, but we uh, we tend to do run pretty decent there and um, feel like we can go there and run good. Uh, Dover, I, I really like racing at Dover. Um, okay. So you, you sit down and say, all right, well, these are races we should focus on really, you know, putting a push towards and, and try to make sure we take the best stuff we can there so we can, uh, you know, take full advantage of that opportunity. But um but yeah, we definitely weigh out the odds on on what's uh, what's what's going to be more beneficial for us as a team. Yeah, awesome. Well, man, I appreciate you coming and hanging out with us today. It's been a lot of fun talking to you. Um, looking forward to seeing you know what you what you do this year with this opportunity. It's a one year deal. Yeah, one year deal for one right year. now. So we'll uh, regroup at the end of the year. See what uh, what oh, next year holds. Got to sign that thing mid season, man. Well, <laughs> It's all Try. about money. Go out there yeah. and get a couple. Yeah, the you, money's there. You battling in the top, you know, in the top ten or top fifteen in points, and get you a new deal. Yeah, that's that's the goal. Yeah, go out there and and have some success on the track, and be there in the points at the end of the year, and prove that uh, we can do it. Hopefully, some more sponsors come aboard and be ready to get after it again next year. Sounds good, bud. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you, thank you, Kelly, for coming in here. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank Enjoy you, Jeffrey. It. Yes, sir. Jeffrey thank Earnhardt you. on the Dale Junior Download. 
Man, I'm really excited to have Ally help us bring the guest segment every week. It's one of my favorite parts of the download. We get to talk to so many different people in racing, outside of racing. But everybody that comes in here, I want them to have had a good time. I want them to want to come back. I want them to feel like an ally to Dirty Mo Media. Thank you, Ally, for your continued support of the download and the entire Dirty Mo Media team. Check out Dirty Mo Media. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. <laughs>